0: Welcome in to sports time, Brian and Brett, with you on a Monday afternoon. No Johnny Hill today; he'll be out all week. He's down in Mobile covering the Senior How about that Bowl. Good for Johnny! Good for so Johnny. Nice. Yeah, he was there last year. I know had a uh, had a great time down there. Got to interview a lot of guys, uh, made a lot of content. Um, so uh, he was invited back in this. We gotta year. We got to get Johnny and Bo
1: together down there. this That's week.
0: right. That's right. I told him that last week. I said, yeah. you know, Bo usually goes uh, down to the Senior Bowl, so you're going to have to hit him up Bo's while you're down hitting there. Town about when? Yeah, yeah. So it, it should be a uh, a lot of fun for him. Um, but here, a lot of uh, things to talk to today. Obviously, in the NFL, the Super Bowl is set Chiefs and 49ers. Uh, but here locally, again, rematch. Again, yeah, we're going to see it again. I saw it a couple years ago, and now uh, we'll get at two, I guess. But uh, here locally, Tigers, yesterday on the road in Birmingham, drop another one. Uh, That's three straight in a row. Now, first time for Penny Hardaway to lose three straight games in conference play. Um, We'll talk about all of that today um, during the show over the next three hours. You had it in the preseason. I did, and then I
1: switched up when we did... Last week when we did the redo.
0: Well, I mean, Brett, you know, you... you, We'll
1: do this enough that we get every game right and wrong at some point.
0: Exactly. But, I mean, you know, Brett, I I bought into the week off. We're going to lock in. We're going to fix some things. We're going to be a better team. I bought into all
1: that, but I didn't buy into a win at UAB. (sighs) But I did buy into all that. I I was half right. (laughs) Yeah? There wasn't any buy-in, and it wasn't a win at UAB. But, you know... We talked about this last week,
0: and, uh, you know, a a team that goes on the road and beats Texas A&M the way they beat Texas A&M should be able to go into Birmingham and beat UAB. And so, you know, I'm thinking this week off, maybe you you figure some of those issues out, because obviously this team... I, we're, this is what I'm thinking before yesterday's game, so I'm I'm not taking anything that I saw yesterday when I'm thinking this. But this team clearly has issues, and th- th- there's some problems with this roster and players on the team. But I thought maybe this week we could figure a little bit of that out, and then I, 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 I yeah, you know, I know we're going to get to it. I'm sure at some point. Tiger bankroll. I did take the Tigers minus the mm-hmm. four and a half. I probably shouldn't have, but um, I, I took them, and uh, now I'm uh, I'm. I, I, I just wanted them to win, and they did not get a win um, yesterday, so uh, uh, it, it, it is what it is. I mean, this is this is, a, uh, this is a team that really has a lot of problems right now.
1: Yes, it does, and, and a lot of the guys that we had that we thought we could count on, now I'm not so sure that we can count on. No. But we do know one thing that occurred. Tigers lost. <laughs> no, more than that. Oh, what's that? A modern
0: medical miracle. Oh, Jordan Brown Jordan ba- back on the court. Um, yeah, Lord. Um, and only played a couple minutes last night. Um, but uh, you know, got got a handful of rebounds. Uh, a got couple
1: more rebounds yesterday than he had the last two months.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was just. Uh, I mean, it was an ugly game all around, and uh, it was. You know, this team still has a lot Here of issues, are. and and yeah, I mean, this there's some things to certainly figure out.
1: And. I- Today, I've listened to this station. I, I, I was listening to Greg and Eli when they signed on Holy Seven cow. Bells. You've morning. been locked in. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I listened to every single solitary second of uh-huh. the day, because I didn't. Yeah. Uh, there, there was time away. But I, 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 and a lot of times on a big, seminal moment day, I, I don't want to listen. Because I don't want anything out there to kind of prejudice me, jaundice me. And if I say something that, you know, that somebody else has already said, I want it to be, to be natural. Sure. And, and I'm, I'm sure I'm going to repeat some takes and some things said. But today I did want to listen because we are at a real kick point, mm-hmm. not only for this year, but for Penny Hardaway. Let me be very clear. Nobody's going to be fired. Nobody should be fired. Penny Hardaway is not in trouble of losing his job. Uh, this week, after this season – either one. He's not in any tr- any trouble whatsoever about that. But for the first time in his now into his 6th year, mm-hmm. it has crept, creeping, starting to I don't know if this is going to end well. Mm. Yeah. And I, I I don't know when, but whenever I'm I'm afraid it's not going to end well. Yes, they could turn it around this year and go on a run, go on a run that they end up Salvaging at large status, you know, make, make, you know, do some damage down at Fort Worth. I think damage would be get to Sunday, wouldn't mm-hmm. you? Yeah. Certainly Saturday. It's, certainly. Uh, that that still could, sure, sure could be done. But it could go horribly wrong. And for the first time, I, the thought of it may not end well. Now, I didn't think the day he was hired, it was going to end like a lot did, right. with a national championship. I, I, don't, I don't. I hope this doesn't come off crude. I hope it doesn't come off hard to people. But when you blow the lead up two and a half, with two and a half minutes to play with John Calipari as coach and Derrick Rose at point guard, then it might not ever work out. Mm. It d- doesn't mean you quit. No. Doesn't mean you you, you don't keep trying. No. But but since then, Sweet Sixteen, the very next year, and nothing since. Mm-hmm. That's fifteen years. That this this spring of yep. the last Sweet Sixteen. Yep. That that's not me, no guy on the radio making it up. Go, go to the record books. Yeah. And that's over a coach that should have never been hired in Josh. Mm-hmm. A coach that never should have been hired in Tubby, mm-hmm. and now I'm wondering if if. Coach Hardaway should have been hired. Mm. I was not opposed to it when he was. I was not as enthusiastic as most about it. Right, I was not. Certainly with, and I, I and I still don't think it was doing Tubby Smith that wrong. I don't. It wasn't great. It wasn't a, a great look, but I, I don't know that he was that wronged. Uh, longtime coach sure. knows the. Way of the world know it can, knows it can be rough and tumble, but now now here we are in the sixth year of NCAA tournament status really in doubt and polls and net ranking you know all being very adversely affected. And I didn't think UAB was anything special. No. I mean, uh, turn Yaxol... <laughs> <laughs> Yaxel and Dizzy from Guns and Roses uh-huh. Lindenburg. There you go in, in, into Lou Alcindor. Yeah, and UAB did everything they could to give it back late in the game. Sure did.
0: Yeah, did not make a, a field goal in the last five minutes of the game. All their remaining points came at the at the free throw line. I don't think it was a ton of points in that last five minutes. Um, but that is that is alarming that you lost by nine points and your opposing team
1: did not make a field
0: goal in the last five minutes.
1: And just the judgment and the execution by UAB. I mean, had Andy Kennedy hopping mad. I know a lot has been made over the in-game interviews. At best, those are super lame.
0: Oh, I hate, I, I've but, hated them ever since they've started doing them. When,
1: when they go off well, it's worthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's still not great. When and they.
1: then yesterday was not flattering for, for Coach Hardway with that. Yeah. It, it was quite the contrast. And I I know Andy Kennedy well and he didn't want to do it any more than Penny Hardaway wanted mm-mm, to do it.
2: Mm-mm, mm-mm.
1: And still I'm stunned that that the FCC not calling somebody today over Andy Kennedy. I didn't know he could speak that long without cursing. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, he
0: he knows how it's done. He spent a couple of he years. He did not say booth, good morning you know? without it. No, no, no and no, I mean no. the big ones. I'm sure that was I'm sure that was tough for him. Probably helped that when he was doing his interview, his team was playing well, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure we're winning at that point. So that probably helped a little bit. It might have been a little different if they were trailing.
1: I, but I, I'm I'm stunned by a lot today. I'm stunned by looking at. The American Conference standings and seeing the Tigers as a six. Yeah, well, they improved one last week. They were seven a week ago. Oh oh boy, (laughs) and 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 now a a very soft portion of their schedule. They play Rice and Wichita State at home in the next two at home in a road trip to Temple. Those three net rankings for those teams today. Rice is two forty six. Wichita State's one forty seven and Temple's 249. Holy cow. 3-0 and 0 huh. could cause your net to go backwards. Tigers yeah. are at 66 today. mm
0: it really could, and Brett we've talked about that a lot, you know this year of of especially in these this conference slate, you know, there are going to be a lot of games that you go out there and win, and unless you do you know what we saw the Tigers do against Wichita State a couple of weeks ago, you're probably going to wake up the next morning and you're either
1: going to be right where you were the day before or you're going to be back a couple of spots. There, there's really nothing out there until they play. SMU, maybe North Texas. North Texas right now at 69 in the net. SMU at 38. And and North Texas is before SMU when they have that two-game road trip in the Metroplex coming up. There's just not many spots to improve. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness Florida Atlantic was able to hang on and win yesterday against North Texas. Memphis fans... Huh. AAC can't afford FAU getting any more scratched up. Uh-uh, uh-uh. They are at twenty seven in the net. Yeah, and and they're still in the
0: top twenty five, but you know, the way that team's been playing, kinda like the Tigers, I think, uh, you know, has not been up to, it's to anybody. It's very fragile. And you know, with the way the Tigers schedule shakes out and, and they see Florida Atlantic really late in the year, kind of two of the last Four or five games of the season, you know. There's hopefully they're still up there where they're at right now, but you know, there's a chance with how I've seen FAU play this year that they're not in the top 25, not in the top 30
1: of the net. And and now it makes Wednesday night the most important game hmm. of the year. Yeah, I mean, who, who knew? <laughs> and, and it will be. I, I think I'm 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 sure Rice's must win. Yeah,
0: and it's going it to be is.
1: a challenging scan count night.
0: Oh, it's going to be very challenging, I think, Brett. Um, let's see. Right now, in the net, Rice two forty six, like you said. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, you lose that game, and and that's a quad four loss at home. That is going to you know some of these you can cover up with oh you know tough non, uh, tough non-conference schedule you know they're in quad one quad two they're they're six and in, in three but there's going to be a lot of people if they lose at home to Rice that are going to be pointing out as much as we don't want to want to care about net and quads and stuff like that they're going to be pointing out quad four loss at home that is not good
1: well and and I, I think the next loss at home the rest of this year that's to someone not named FAU. Is probably the end of an at-large bid, unless yep. you go win three or four games. Mm-hmm. And the idea of having to play on Wednesday, uh, or, yes, no, no, Thursday, Thursday exists yeah. in in Fort Worth. It's Thursday through Sunday games. The Sunday wow. championship games, like at two fifteen, mm-hmm. really right before you know the, the bracket oh, is yeah. revealed. Yeah. As we we've known, I, I've, I've heard a lot of equivalency. All the leagues are tough. It's not this league. Yeah. This is the AAC. This league is particularly bad. A lot of these teams got better and appear to be better now once they finally started playing in the AAC. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's not a great conference,
0: Brett. And, and uh, you know, you're seeing – I saw, I think, the, the American Twitter page posted something like, you know, Anybody can beat anybody in our in in our conference. That well, means you are bad. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's really something to, to brag about.
1: No, no, because th- that's opposite of kind of the template the Tigers and FAU wanted. Yeah. They wanted it to be one two man club and, then, and pound yes, everybody else. Yes,
0: yes, they wanted it to be number one, number two, a bunch of space, and then three. That's it. And that is that is not what this year has been anywhere close to.
1: I mean, th- this year non-conference, this league has lost to two members of the Ivy League. Wow. Hey, I mean, you Harvard know. Harvard and Columbia. Outsmart them, I yeah. guess. Well I think they... Out- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who outsmarted who. Do. <laughs> I
0: don't know, but somebody outsmarted somebody. There's and a that's loss why in there to Stetson and
1: Fordham. Uh, uh, to Maine, and that's not six Maine.
0: No, no, that is uh, the Maine-Maine. No. Um, no, it's just, there's been a lot of teams that have struggled this year, and And uh, in this conference, and you know, some of them have been playing better, and uh, but for the Tigers, it's the opposite, and and that's what's really concerning for me is that you can point to uh, USF who who uh, Memphis lost to a couple weeks ago. And they've now rattled off like nine of their last ten games have been wins. So you can see USF is getting better. They are playing better basketball. I think Charlotte, you could say, is playing better basketball. I think you could point that out in a lot of teams, Brett, but you can't point that out on the Tigers. They've now lost three straight. They are not playing better basketball right now. And so when you talk about you know how bad –
1: Take the tiger soul.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and you know, when you talk about this conference is is bad and everyone's looking better because they're playing each other, but that's not happening for the Tigers. They're looking worse because they're losing these games in the way they're
1: losing them, it just has not been impressive at all. I hear I hear Memphis fans trying to find some silver lining, you know, and making going to two lanes the so mm-hmm. tough and playing down there. And well, you you'd hear some just, you know, almost turn it into Cameron indoor. It's not. Had I know it's not, Charlotte strolled in there Saturday and won sure before. Did. Sure
0: did. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's just, uh, you know, the Tigers are, are right now just 4-3 and three in the conference. But I don't, I don't think I ever thought we would look up and, and, and then be 4-3 and three, um, in, in a conference this year, next year, last year. I mean, I just did not I, see this I didn't, coming.
1: I didn't think a three-game losing streak was out uh-uh. there, including the Bahamas. Yeah. I mean, I, I no scenario. I thought they'd go down there and go over. No, no. And I
0: think, uh, you know, the biggest, the biggest thing for me is, and, and me and my buddy were texting about this earlier today, because he, he texted me and said, um, I can't blame Penny for, for yesterday. And I said, it's interesting, because... Yesterday was really – Text me back. I can. (laughs) Well, but Brett, here's the thing that that we were talking about, and and which was his point, um, is that yesterday there was no effort out there by any of these players. I mean, there were multiple times defensively – This was after we were told it got fixed last week. Exactly. On Friday. Exactly.
1: On Friday, 48 hours before tip-off, the head coach is talking Final
0: Four. Yes, yes. Yes. And then you your guys go out there and they give you zero. I mean there are there were highlights that just, just stood out like a sore thumb of guys literally walking back. UAB has guys sprinting down the court to try to get a transition that basket. should be humiliating. And yeah, and, and they're walking literally walking back. Um, flat-footed, and it was just it was it was one of those that I was going. This is incredible because there have been times where I can look and say, "Okay, yeah, they should have done this, they should have done that, they should have done this." There have been very few times over the past couple of years that I have looked at this team and said they are not giving any effort out there.
1: Nine zero one three six zero eight two five five. Texas, and let us know your thoughts on how you think the rest of the year goes and how you want to play the blame game. We're in our family leisure studios where family and fun come together. The floor model sale ongoing. All floor model patio sets are priced to move. Wicker sofa set under $2,000. Closeout patio cushions as low as $25. Pool tables under $1,500. Theater seating under $2,000. Four-person hot tubs under 5,000. Infrared traditional steam saunas 25% off. Get ready for summer and purchase your above-ground pool right now to get first in line for installation. Special financing available. Family Leisure, 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40.
0: Let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Got a uh, very, very busy show, and I think uh, going to be a really fun show. 3.30, uh, Matt Enfield from Action News 5 is going to join us. This is something uh, that we've been trying to set up for for a couple of weeks now, and, and we'll finally get Matt on. Uh, like I said, from Action News 5, we'll talk a lot of Tigers with him, uh, probably a little bit of Grizzlies as well, but we'll talk to him at 3.30. 3.45, we'll get to some NFL, obviously a big weekend in the NFL, and now we have the Super Bowl set. 4 o'clock, David Cobb, as always, will join us from CBS Sports Talk, college football and college basketball. A ton of college basketball um, to get to today after a really big week. And I think, as saw well, someone said uh, the most games on a single day this season, and I think the most we'll have the rest of the year, um, we had on Saturday. So really, really fun Saturday. A lot to get to with David. 4.30, we get to more NFL talk. 445, big number of the day. 5 o'clock, Rob Fisher from Bally Sports will join us. We'll talk a lot of Grizzlies with Rob at 5 o'clock. As uh, 7 o'clock tonight, Grizzlies back at home in action following uh, yesterday's loss. They'll be back in action against the Kings tonight at FedEx Forum. 530, we'll get to what's trending. And at 545, we'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time.
1: He's Brian. I'm Brett. We are Sports Time, and we're with you until 6 o'clock. Again, the number, I think you know it, but I'm going to give it to you anyway. 901 360 8255. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and online at LexusofMemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. The one and only Lexus dealership in town. Great offers on all those 2024 models and always special leasing options. Drive in luxury and confidence knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services stop by lexus of memphis at 2600 ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship ls 500 and you'll be looking and you'll be driving in style when you purchase a lexus you get top of the line engineering and design and they make for the luxury driving experience online at lexus of experience amazing experience amazing at lexus of memphis
2: top story of the day
1: well, Brett, my
0: top story of the day is what we've been talking about during this first segment. Tigers lose their third straight game yesterday against UAB. Another road game in Birmingham, and they fall. We just got a text message um, that I want to read because I think it's a good text. This is from Tiger Bill. Uh, this Tiger fan always enjoys your show and your takes on the events. I'm very weary of Penny blaming the players after each loss. He says they won't do what, they're co- what they've coached them to to do. Well whose fault is that? I think it's the coaches. Your thoughts. Thanks. I think that is a Thank great you, point. It is. He's the coach. He is. For good or for bad. Exactly. And and you know to go to the final four, he gets the credit. Right. Right. And when, you know, I just mentioned that I I blame the players yesterday because of effort. In the larger scale, when you when you kinda of step out of just yesterday's game, that is one hundred percent on the coach for not getting that buy in. It's and, been condoned. And for this to to get to Late January. I mean, this is January 29th, and we're still having locker room issues after it was being reported Six on.
1: Years it, you were it has been drawn. But
0: but Brett, just this season in particular, I remember and, and you came in one day and, and was talking about it because I hadn't seen the story yet when it was posted. Giannato from mm-hmm. the Commercial Appeal wrote a story. What the second week of the season, third week of the season, about, hey, basically the whole story said, hey, everything looks good right now, but there's just something off with this team in terms of chemistry, and Penny batted that away.
1: I think the addition of of Naquan Tomlin has been divisive.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it it really could be. If
1: the NIL money number I hear, Mm -hmm. and the vehicle, and all this is legal. Yeah, sure. We're not talking about anything illegal anymore. If it's what I hear it is, I think that could cause trouble in a locker room of Sure.
0: W- where's mine? Sure. No, ab- absolutely. And so, you know, it's just it, it's such a wild season and then Brett like you've mentioned a couple times, the head coach after this whole week is supposed to be we're supposed to buy in, we're supposed to get back. This is going to be, you know, a week that y'all won't forget. Oh, we can still go to the Final Four. We can still have a top-five defense in the country. And then you have your players come out and play like that. You look at the turnover numbers. You look at at everything that happened. This team just played really pitiful yesterday. And uh, both teams, I think, finished with 21 uh, turnovers. And and for the Tigers, just really couldn't get anything going. And I go back to what we mentioned at the beginning of the show. They lost by nine points in the final five minutes of the game.
1: UAB didn't make a single field goal. Just, Just... tragic Sunday. Uh, My top story is not the Tigers. It's Super Bowl 58. It's set for Sin City, the champs, the Chiefs after holding Lamar to 10 points. Now the Baltimore defense did a good job on Kansas City but they still won. Mm -hmm. Lamar, uh, he had a reception yesterday that was longer than OBJ had yesterday. <laughs> yeah, sure did. Lamar r- reduced to slinging his helmet around like OBJ. What a great influence, OBJ. You've, you've been on sports. Th- a 30 of 39 for Patrick Mahomes, and he schooled Lamar. It was a defining day for Lamar Jackson. 49ers from the NFC, they were led by Mr. Irrelevant. He rallied from 17 down when the Lions coach forgot he had a kicker. Purdy was... He won from the pocket, and he won running the ball to set up a rematch of Super Bowl 54.
2: Not top story of the day. Well,
1: I'm right there with my not top story of the day. The
0: Super Bowl is set. 49ers, Chiefs, what we all thought going into the playoffs. Not really. We thought it was going to be a little bit different. I think a lot of people thought it was going to be the Ravens. I think going into the game on Sunday, a lot of people thought it was going to be the Ravens. Brett, we both had... Chiefs plus the the four, you did? and really, I mean, I had the Chiefs straight up. You you did, and I I didn't want to go that far. Um, but uh, but no, I mean, you you look at Patrick Mahomes, what he has done in the postseason. I said this on Friday. He's in that territory now, and I think that solidified it of what I like to do with or what I used to like to do with Nick Saban. I am not going to bet against Nick Saban. I got away from that a little bit this year, but I don't like betting against Nick Saban. Uh, John, Johnny Radio earlier today had, had a stat on Andy Reid and, and how he's only lost like one game against a former assistant. Kind of the same thing we talk about all the time with Nick Saban. I mean, this team has shown the dynasty that they've built, especially with, you know, go back to the middle of the season and late in the regular season when everybody was talking about they don't have the receivers to do this. They don't have, you know, the depth at running back to do this. You know, they just have a quarterback and a tight end, and that tight end hadn't been playing good since he started dating that girl. Well, look at them now. They're in the Super Bowl, and they've played really, really well uh, in the postseason, really. I mean, this this dynasty, it seems like you either love the Chiefs or you hate the Chiefs, but it's been
1: really fun to see what Patrick Mahomes has been able to do. My not-top story is Penny Hardaway the Tigers. After He said he gave his team the first three months off, they had a week to prepare for UAB, and promptly it looks like they took another week off, <laughs> or certainly took a week a day off on defense yesterday in Birmingham, and then like all bad sports, that that just a bad look uh, uh, in defeat to wait over an hour mm. to join his post game radio network, yeah. a network that pays him to show up and do that promptly. Whether you win or you lose, you bounce out there in victory pretty quickly. You bounce out there in defeat pretty quickly. And his hometown network, that's the ones that would defend him Mm -hmm. against an oncoming train to have them wait that long and and have that bad look. And then the players don't talk. Uh It starts from on top. You talk when you win. You talk when you lose. And I wish the assembled media Wednesday night, after that game, it's going to be a win over Rice. I wish Daily Memphian, Commercial Appeal, any radio station in town, any blogger, nobody go to this post-game <laughs> presser. <laughs> yeah. If, if 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 you don't – and nobody interview any players. If you don't talk when you lose, I don't want to hear from you when you win. Yeah, no, that was such a
0: bad look. I mean,
1: the the radio,
0: I know J, uh, Jason Munns was tweeting about how they were sitting waiting to talk to, to Coach Hardaway for a really long time. And then the tweets that were coming out, that they were waiting 20, 30 minutes just to get an answer that no player would talk call. to them. Yeah, and then you get a phone call. That Now, uh, shout out to, to Malcolm for... Being willing to talk, but seeing as he was the only one that was seemingly willing to talk, but to to just have your media members that that I do I think do a great job, all of them do a really great job covering this team, to have them stand outside they're, a locker they're room like the Grizzlies, they are, and to have them stand outside and a locker room it. for twenty or thirty Bad minutes look. and not just have someone after five minutes come out and say, hey. None of the guys really want to talk right now. We're not going to make them talk. Sorry to have them sit thirty minutes and then tell them that it, it, ridiculous.
1: And this is not be mad at media relations. No, this no, is no, on not at the all. head coach.
0: Not at all. Yeah, absolutely not. But you know, it would have been a little different if they came out five minutes later instead of. 20 minutes later, and that's on the players. That's on the coach. I mean, it's that, that is just really, really, I was disappointed to see that yesterday. Well, uh, that will do it for top and not top story of the day. We need to go ahead and get to our first break of the day. When we come back, we're going to talk some more Tigers. Uh, we're going to do that with Matt Infield from Action News 5. We'll do that next.
1: Good afternoon. We're trying to clean up this earlier wreck on 240 eastbound over here at Popular. It's already had things slow between Billmore's Parkway and Popular going eastbound on 240. Had that earlier crash, 240 westbound near Lamar. that had traffic slow. That's trying to improve. It's still moving right now on I-40 up through the Midtown area. Weimer's Jewelry, 7525 Highway 64 is your Valentine's Day headquarters. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic.
2: Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett stats Snoresworthy and Bryant Dacus. Mm.
0: Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you in our Family Leisure Studios. And joining us now from Action News 5, Matt Infield. He joins us now to talk some Tigers. Matt, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, I want to start off with what we've Been hearing a couple of weeks, I thought we dropped them for a second, it looks like we still have them, but I want to start off with what we've heard the last couple of weeks with this Tigers team, they lose their third straight in a row yesterday against UAB, but kind of this disconnect between teammates, between team and coach that we've heard from Penny Hardaway, that we've heard from other players of the miscommunication, lack of communication I guess you could say, happening on this team. What do you think the biggest factor that has played into that this season has been?
1: I think we did lose him. We did
0: lose him. Let me go ahead and get, see if catch we can get back Catch up on. with him
1: if you can. Matt Infield will join us from Action News 5, and I can't wait to have him on. Love his work and forever, Brian, in this market. Channel 5 has really been the station of the Tigers, way back to Jack Eaton being the, the anchor uh, at, at, at Channel 5 and the voice of the Tigers for so long. And then, of course, Jarvis Greer forever. And now with, with Doc, who played for the Tigers, and with Matt Enfield that covers them and also works on the coaches, coaches' show, football and basketball. So it'll be fun to catch up with him. And in his Twitter, bio, he is a U- University of South Florida alum who knew his alma mater would get the Tigers into kind of this, this tough sp- stretch that they've gotten into because with that loss to South Florida... I think it was so dispiriting for the Tigers that it, it, it did something to them that they they have not recovered from blowing that huge 20-point home home court lead to, to now uh, this after these last two games uh, losing at Tulane and at UAB. We have Matt with us now. Matt, we're glad to have you with us and there for a second. I thought it was going to be the briefest interview ever.
3: <laughs> no, yeah. I, I kind of went silent there for a second. Sorry, Matt. I, you know, it's
1: my first time along with you guys, so it's uh
3: Hopefully, we make a little better first impression. What, but we got to store it out What what's your so alma mater Thanks do? To, out, what's
1: your alma mater do to the Tigers? Oh man,
3: that's a good question, man. Because <laughs> I did not see that coming. And it's funny, I, I, I was shooting that game, uh, which yeah. I, I usually don't, but uh, just given the storm and whatnot, I actually shot that game. That's some buddies that I went to school with, a couple of my close friends. Texted again. I just kind of like joke around, saying USF is going to win. And I think I texted a couple of them in the first half. I was like, "Not happens tonight, fellas." And then <laughs> the second half, uh, it kind of kept comes. chipping away, chipping away. And next, you know, it's tied the final minute, and then uh, I think on the free throw with what five seconds left or whatever. And yeah, it's crazy just kind of how things have kind of spiraled from there. Especially when you think about, you know, they're coming off what Petty Hardaway said was the best half he's ever seen as uh, head coach of the Tigers yeah. against Wichita State, and then. First half gets USF, they're up 20, they're in control, everything's good, and then that happens, and it's just all gone downhill from there. So it's been kind of crazy to see.
0: Yeah, it really has. Well, Matt, you know, we've heard the kind of uh, chemistry issues between teammates. Now we're hearing some chemistry issues, you know, players not responding to, to Coach Hardaway and, and some things that he calls in game, stuff like that. What do you think the biggest factor has been to kind of this disconnect between teammates, between the team and Coach Hardaway this season?
3: That's a good question. I think that, you know, in non conference play, it looked like there was kind of a pecking order that was set, and it looked like it was David Jones was your go to score, Javon Quinterly was, you know, the conductor of the offense that kind of was your secondary score, and then everyone else kind of fell in line Mm -hmm. behind that. I I think the thing that maybe we didn't realize in the moment was how significant losing Caleb Bills was uh, for the season when he suffered that knee injury in the conference opener against Tulsa because not only did you lose your best defensive player or the guy that sacrificed the most, at least. You know, Caleb Bill said that he was willing to, you know, become the defensive stopper that the team needed uh, and give up some of the scoring load and whatnot. But he was also, by all accounts, for whatever it said, the most vocal player leader on the bench. Um, and I think that we we underestimated how significant losing him would be. And now everyone else is kind of trying to, plug in the gaps and figure out what their roles are going to be. And then, you know, I I do think that there is kind of this aspect when you have a team that is full of guys that have come together through the transfer portal of, you know, we're here basically essentially for one year and when losses start to mount up and when things aren't going your way and you start to think about what your future might be beyond this year and, you know, there are multiple guys on this team that certainly have aspirations of playing pro ball, whether it's in the NBA or someone else. Imagine, you know, kind of creeps in your mind, all right, I'm going to get mine, and, you know, whatever that looks like for the team, so be it. So there's a lot of factors at play here, Um, but the first one that comes to mind, I I can't help but think that losing Caleb Mills really above anything is what set this downhill.
1: Yeah, I do. I do think that is a big factor, but they've got to overcome it. It's got to start Wednesday night with Rice. You know, Matt, I'm 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 not looking. I'm not looking at net. I'm not looking at AP rankings anymore. I'm not doing Ws and Ls the rest of the year. It's all about Wednesday night and Rice.
3: Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, back home, you know, obviously the last time they were at home was that USF game, which obviously ended disastrously. But you know. FedEx Forum has been a good place to Petty Hardaway teams over the last couple of years. I'm looking at, and that's just Rice. Obviously, you guys, you, you know, you got to take it one game at a time, as the old cliche goes. But uh, I think that this is really this week is an opportunity to get right because you have two games at home against Rice and against the Wichita State team that you beat at their place mm-hmm. with that awesome second half a couple weeks ago. I, I think what it comes down to like you know, I'm not I'm not someone to get too caught up in that and Ken Palm and all that just because like things fluctuate so much as we've seen with this season, Mm -hmm. um, throughout the year. Uh, the mindset in my mind is if they take care of business the rest of the way, they'll be fine. But you know, the, the margin for error is gone now at this point. Any more bad losses, especially bad home losses. And you know, you're getting yourself into a position where you probably have to win the conference tournament to make the big uh come March.
0: Talking to Matt Infield from Action News Five. We saw Jordan Brown get his first minutes yesterday since his return to the team what have you made of this whole situation i mean from start to finish we he you know we we get told that it's an illness that he's still with the team then it's very clear he's not with the team anymore but but coach hardaway is still saying he's he's a part of the team he comes back uh was with the team last week against tulane but did not play he looks slimmer got a couple minutes yesterday did grab three rebounds what do you make of the situation and how much can he help down the stretch
3: Yeah, it's bizarre for sure. Um, I think that the biggest thing that comes to mind with Jordan Bradford is that, you know, maybe the slimmer frame helps at this, but I think it's a clash of styles between what he's used to and how he thrives and how Penny wants his teams to play. Penny wants, you know, run a gun, you get defensive stops, you're in the open floor, and you're creating your offense that way. On the break, Jordan Brown is much more of a half-court offense type player. Where things get slow down, you throw the ball to him in the post, makes a couple moves and get the bucket that way. And I think that that style clash was pretty evident, especially early in the season uh, before he left the team following the loss to Ole Miss. Uh, so now maybe if he slimmed down, maybe he can you know adapt to that style a little bit more. I think that the biggest reason, and you kind of hit on there. I think the biggest reason Petty brought him back was this team clearly has a rebounding problem. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see the number of offensive rebounds that they gave up to UAB yesterday, but it was not pretty. Uh, the, the eyes were enough to tell you that. So, you know, maybe he could help in that department. I still think that you know, in with a team where you've clearly had trouble figuring out roles and who falls to a pecky order. I mean, it is a crowded front court, and especially with Malcolm Dandridge playing the best basketball of his Tiger career right now, I think most people would say, and Naquan Toblin, whose style fits what Petty wants to do a little bit more, and Nick Dade, who I think, you know, I, I'm a big fan of his game just in terms of it feels like he makes a lot of witty plays and he doesn't beat the ball in his hands all the time. You know, I, I don't know where Jordan Brown fits in that pecky order. I, I'm not saying that, you know, he can't be a help uh, down the stretch, especially in the rebounding department, but... It's one of those things where, at the moment, I'll, I'll believe what I see. It, just because you know he's been away from the team for a while, I don't think it's a great style fit. But clearly, Petty brought back for a reason and gave him a little bit of extra rope after missing a month, so he sees a role for him somewhere.
1: Matt, I know the answer is because it's, the answer is it's because he's Penny Hardaway. So here's my question: Why do you think Tiger fans, Tiger fans, go in so hard, so deep on Ryan Silverfield? But yet, it's kind of kid gloves with with Penny Hardaway. I know the answer, but what's the next answer after it's Penny Hardaway?
3: Um, yeah, it, Petty is definitely you know obviously a Petty being a, a homegrown guy and kind of you know I call him like the Godfather of sports of this city. That's probably the number one reason. Um, you know, I I, I will say I feel like I have seen people the last you know, like week and a half or so. It just, I was like scrolling through social media. There are people that have been maybe more critical of him than, you know, this is only my second season cover of the team, but mm-hmm. I have seen people that have been more critical of him this year than last year. obviously they didn't go through a stretch like this last year. Um, and I, I don't know what the tenor was like in 21, uh, what I don't think were, uh, pretty dramatic and looking pretty dire as well. But, uh, you know, certainly the criticism is, is louder for Ryan than Petty, but uh, I, I do feel like I've seen a little more public call-out of Petty over the last week and a half than before that.
1: Before you before you got this job, you mentioned two years covering football and basketball and doing it so well in all, all, all the sports on the Memphis sports scene at one of the legendary call letters, buildings, 1960 Union, places in media really across the country at Action News Five. But Matt, before you got this job, if they if I played word association with you and said Tiger Basketball, what would have been the first thing you would have said?
3: Tiger basketball. What well, would word association, probably something along the lines of premier non blue blood would probably be something along those lines. Like yeah. I obviously I I don't think you would call them you know, like, uh, Kentucky or Kansas right. or anything like that. But you know, for as long as I've watched college basketball, like Memphis basketball has always right been. There. It's yeah. always been a brand. Yeah. It's always been a brand. It's always been recognizable. Uh, I remember very clearly uh, the O A team and you know uh, Derrick Rose and Chris Douglas Roberts and, and those guys. I remember mm-hmm. watching that, and I, I know that brings up some bad memories. National championship <laughs> games uh, specifically, but. Yeah, it's, I, it's only the important. second
1: mention of it today. That's how bad yeah. it is for us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah,
3: they've always kind of uh, – and, you know, like Memphis, you know, I knew when I was interviewing for the job here and before, you know, when I was applying, when I knew that Memphis was a basketball city. And, obviously, uh, the Grizzlies rise has been a part of that. But I know, I knew, I knew that the Tigers have been – Tiger basketball has been a fabric of the city for a long time. So yeah, it's just kind of always been a brand and a recognizable name in my
0: mind. Yeah, agree absolutely. Well, it's uh, it's certainly gotten weird here now for this tiger team. Three straight losses. We'll be back at home later this week against Rice. But uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us. This was a ton of fun, and let's do this again soon. Quite them. often,
3: yeah. Let's do it, absolutely, man. Anytime you guys want me on, I'll jump on. It's a lot of fun,
1: so we'll do it again sometime soon. Thank you, Matt. Matt.
0: Matt Enfield from Action News Five joining us to talk Tigers, and obviously he's been around. Uh, he's been around this team the entire season. Has been seeing and, and them up the close. The short
1: straw. First time he joins us yeah, is the day after yeah, that yesterday. Yeah, no. Thank you, Matt. That yeah, was really no, kind. that was really really good. And uh,
0: yeah, it would probably would have been better if you know he, we had had him on first after those three games against and, the top twenty-five
1: teams. And after we were dis- after we were disconnected, I I was, I was talking while you were catching up mm-hmm. with him, Brian. T- truly, I, I I mean we're we're blessed with. Good local sports oh, stations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wish they would let them do more. Yes. I don't want to get yes. them in trouble. Uh, but I, w- I wish we could have more of them and maybe less of five live Dopplers. <laughs> but Channel 5, that, that, that's that been the Tiger station yes. in, in my absolutely. lifetime. And largely, you know, Jack Eaton and Jarvis Greer and Doc play. But, you know, when, J- when Jack was play-by-play by, play by play mm-hmm. and a- anchor uh, at, you know, 5, 6, and 10, I mean, you knew he was Mr. Tiger.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you, you mentioned it. I mean, really everywhere from, from TV to, to newspaper writers to, to radio. I mean, we've got some really talented people in this, in this city and that really highlight and cover, um, the teams here in the city really, really well. And Matt is, is certainly one of the best. That was a lot of fun. We'll definitely have to do it again soon, but we need to get to a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the NFL playoffs, what happened yesterday in the AFC and NFC championship games. We'll do that next on Sports Time
2: Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett stats snoresworthy and Bryant Dakis. Mm.
0: We talked a lot of Tigers today to start the show for good reason, but it was also a massive weekend in the NFL conference championship weekend. Kansas City, Baltimore, uh, and then Detroit and San Francisco. We'll talk a lot more NFL at four thirty, but just real quickly, um, what were what were your biggest takeaways from uh, from yesterday's games?
1: I think we're a Kansas City Chief win away from officially being in the middle of a dynasty, yeah. maybe anyway. Yeah, I mean when you think about. If they could have gotten a guy to line up right, they they win an AFC Championship game at home mm-hmm. against Tom Brady. That's right. A, uh, a while ago, and the, the, just the domination now of Kansas City of Andy Reid that we've talked about just just strolling into mm-hmm. Canton. Oh, easily. You know, he probably was going to Canton just off the Eagles' years. Yeah. And this, you know, this, and now this, this, I this mean. <laughs> Over easily. the weekend, we all had a split. I had Kansas City and Detroit. Just straight up yeah. uh, in our straight up just bracket picks the the juggernaut continues with Johnny. Uh-huh. Uh, it, he got the split. He lost on Baltimore, but won on San Fran. You did the same. He's ten and two. I'm eight and four. You're five and seven. Just mm. straight up playoff picks only. We both got there. Yeah, we did. Two group locks, both wins. We both had Kansas City plus the four and a half. And we both had San Francisco plus, well, I'm sorry, we had Detroit yeah. plus the seven and a half. Ooh. I had Detroit winning 31 17 and felt great oh, about man. it a lot of the day. I had Kansas City winning 20 to 17. Okay, they won 17 10. Close enough. Uh, for the year, you're now 64 and 60 in the NFL. Okay. I'm 55 and 69 in the NFL. One game left to pick, and that'll be Super Bowl mm-hmm. 58. <sighs> Hard
0: to believe, Brett, that we've already made it to, uh, to Super Bowl. Hard it's you know, but I just want to say I guess I can. I, no matter what, I'll be over five hundred in the
1: NFL. You will be. This season, so that makes me feel good. You mentioned Tiger bankroll oh, and man. Johnny won oh,
0: man. forty oh, dollars to get to six
1: seventy. You lost fifty to get to seven oh five, and I won twenty to get to thirteen seventy. You know the Tigers have been favored in every game this year but four. Is that right at Mizzou? Uh-huh. They were the underdog. They were against Arkansas and Villanova wow. in the Bahamas, Bahamas, and then Texas A and M. Right? Would have to be that and other Texas A and M.
0: Wow, that's. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but hard to believe.
1: And uh, Mizzou, Arkansas, Villanova, and Texas A and M. Wow. That's correct.
0: That's, that's hard to believe. No, I mean, I just can't believe it. I bought into. The uh, you know week off we're gonna go. Camp Penny. In, yeah, literally, Camp Penny. I bought into it, and uh, you know it did not did not play out like I thought it would.
1: The Tigers this year against the point spread seven and thirteen. Is that right? Yeah. Wow, that is not very good. Well, if if you'd been just go against yeah, all really, year, you'd be pretty good right now. Yeah.
0: I wish. I mean, I I went against them a lot last year. I was pretty confident in some of those numbers last year, but this year I I just got bought into them. I guess. Shame on me. But you have a comfortable lead now and uh looks like you might run away with I'm just with trying this. to land there, play. huh. You're playing very defensive, you know, fifteen dollars here, twenty dollars there. Let's just play a little bit there. We gotta play something, so we'll just put ten
1: dollars on it. But no it and, and the tigers will be huge favorite Wednesday. Huge. Big favorite Saturday on mm-hmm. CBS against Wichita yep. State. Yep. They will be favored at Temple. Yeah. It might be just a smidge favorite at home against Tulane Mm -hmm. will they be an underdog at North Texas and at SMU
0: I think so. If you ask me, if if that game was being played Wednesday night, I would say 100% yes, they would be underdogs. But there
1: aren't many times, even in this rough spot, that they're going to be underdogs. No,
0: no. It's only going to be a few more games this season that they're underdogs. So definitely something to uh, to keep an eye on. But uh, that'll do it for our first hour. Let's go ahead and get to a break. And when we come back, we're talking college basketball, we're talking a little college football with David Cobb
2: from CBS Sports.